Chris. Hi, everyone. Thanks for uh, listening to us have a conversation. I hope it's helpful. And uh, just in case you didn't know, I'm the lead pastor here at Wellspring Church, and it's a joy to serve. That's great. Um, thank you, David, so much for what you've shared. Really uh, encouraged and challenged um, by what we've heard. And let's go around the room then. So uh, if you want to say hello, introduce yourself. Great to have you, Elodie. Uh, hi, so I'm Elodie. I'm currently a postgrad student. And in terms of church, I'm currently in the broadcasting team. And if we're going to talk about family, I guess you could say I'm the eldest of three and also the shortest of the three. <laughs> the eldest and the shortest. How did that yeah. work out? <laughs> oh, so my young, my youngest sibling, he's my brother. He's the tallest out of us all. How tall is he? Uh, I think he's like 1.7 meters. Wow, what's that in old 1.75. What's that in feet? Six, just, six foot six is two he, meters, isn't it? Yeah, he could be just definitely like over five foot five, wow. definitely. How, so, how tall yeah. are you? Like, <laughs> like, I think I'm five foot seven. Wow. So yeah. I, it's taller than you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's you, but you're but the oldest. To be fair, like, it could be an advantage walking in the street and be like, yeah, that's my problem. Yeah, everyone's looking. There. I'm not going, yeah, that's good. <laughs> That's great. And and how long have you been involved in Wellspring Church? So it's like I started coming like May 2018. So, but then it would be quite intermittently because I was a student at the time. So I'd go to church at uni and then I'd come here like during the holidays. So it's like I became more full-time after I graduated. So that would be July 2019. That's great. Well, thank you so much for joining us for this podcast. Okay, next. Hi everyone, uh, my name is Melvin. Uh, I've been with Wellspring for almost 10 years. Wow. Um, so me and Adeline, my dear wife, and our two boys, Elijah and Benjamin, we're coming to Wellspring for a while. And um, we've been growing as a family in church, growing with the church, um, growing to, yeah, being part of um, this community here and meeting lots of new and some old friends as well along the way. That's great. Well, That's thank us. you. Thank you so much for joining us. Hello, um, my name is Marie Sorrell. I've been in Wellspring Church since 2008, September 2008. We moved over to the UK, my husband, Mike, who's not here tonight, of course. And um, we live in Watford for 13 years as well. And we're right in the centre of Watford in a flat that belongs to St. Mary's Church. So you can say, really, we are in the heart of Watford. <laughs> and in fact, you live in one of the oldest buildings. Yes, that's um, true. In the whole town, don't we you? We do, That's been yes. there for like we 800 do. years or whatever. That's crazy. Right. Yeah, yes. So. We have three children, a son who lives in New Zealand with his family and two daughters, um, twins, actually. And we are the proud grandparents of seven great grandchildren, well, seven grandchildren that are great. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a so good correction. Right. Yes. Gonna say, wow, seven great grandchildren. <laughs> uh, that's a lot. Yes. The seven great grandchildren. Okay, that's really good. Well, uh, thanks so much uh, again for joining us. Now, we've really been blessed by uh, David's ministry and this message uh, to really help us understand uh, kind of God's heart for us becoming and considering what does it mean to belong to uh, the church family. I just wonder what what jumped out um, for you the most. Let's let me go to you first, um, Elodie. Of of what David has shared, what what jumped out that kind of you've really grabbed you that you thought you'd like to say something about? Um, so I said something about simplicity, 
which I feel like it's something so essential, but we can kind of forget. And as humans, sometimes we can't help it to just make things so hard for ourselves. But the fact that um, when it comes to the heart and practice um, coming up with like Christ's teaching as the foundation, it's like it's something, of course, we should definitely look to. But because um, even in the age of social media, there could be so, so many influences out there. But we have to just make sure that we we sort of like remember, think to ourselves that what how am I here to begin with? It's because of God's grace at first. So that is why we need to go to like basically the original, you know, the, with the Bible. So that's definitely something that jumped at me, one of at least. Yeah, that's really interesting. And I guess this idea, David, maybe you could uh, bring you in on this, is this idea that actually we don't need to make belonging and being part of a local church that complicated. Is that right? Is that what you're thinking is that that actually sometimes we've overcomplicated it? Yeah, sure. I definitely think that. And I mean, just that's why I love looking at Acts and the early church is like that there was this Holy Spirit Pentecost experience and the church was born. There was no program or anything of their time to know how to do church, but it was simply their convictions of loving Jesus first that spurned them on to whatever, well, the practices that I shared in the sermon of what, what they got up to. And I don't think much has changed in terms of those essential things. Yeah, sure, there's different ways we can go about them, but keeping the main thing the main thing is uh, really what, what helps yeah. us. They didn't have a leadership conference. They didn't have accredited ministers, <laughs> did they? There was no John Maxwell <laughs> in the first century. There was a group of people that just were transformed because they really had been changed by the love of Jesus and that changed how they related to each other. What about for you, Mari? What jumped out for you? Being strong in our faith got me going, really. Um, with the pandemic this past year, when it, I first woke up, I can remember, although I always stand on that verse that said, God has not given me a spirit, a, you know, a spirit of, well, God has not given me a spirit of, fear, but love, power, and a sound mind, I found myself one morning really waking up and it really like gripped me and I was sobbing, right? You know, and I don't know why I was crying. And Mike said, you know that he is coming soon. I said, yes, I know that. But it's just being there, you know, in this place, knowing that with God, all things are possible, you know, mm -hmm. listening to the media, I actually had to switch off the TV, switch off my phones, all the negative and lies that were being sent to us and trusting God and standing on Psalm 91. Really, that got us through. And everybody that sort of phoned me or contacted us, I just said Psalm 91. You know, just hold on to that because he's greater than all this. And it's like that fear lifted me. So that really stuck out to me. It really was. And also... Deep in prayer, that too, you know, really we've got to go deep in our prayer with God. He's been waking me up at silly hours of the morning. I don't know if any of you have three o'clock in the morning when you really want to sleep and it's like you can toss and turn in that bed and it's just get up. You know, he's called you because I've said to him, I'm available. And sitting in the lounge then, you know, and sometimes I do, I just say, God, I don't know what to say. But it's like he's, he says, I just want your presence. And that's what I do. I just sit there and wait. And he will prompt me and guide me. So so, so what, what part of um, those two things that you've mentioned, what part of, 
of um, belonging together, do you think helps us become strong in faith and deep in prayer? How, how does that kind of engage with this thing that Dave was talking about? As really, this is not just an individual thing. It's, it's belonging. Yeah. It's like we know, we, we, we belong. You know, I'm not alone in this. I belong to the Wellspring Church. I belong to Tim, yeah. David, John, Elodie, mm-hmm. Melvin. I belong, you know, this is my family. Yeah. I belong. And that boosts our faith, doesn't it? That it does. does that does something, yeah. doesn't it? It's it's we we can't we can't actually grow in the same way um on our own. That's really good. What about you, Melvin? What jumped out from what David said? For me, it's more like um authentic relationships. I think uh being able to be real uh among um you know uh people who are meeting uh the church, not like outside workplaces or general public, you just don't feel like you can be yourself in a place where all Spring church, you can just, you know, that you, um, you know, you know, God and you know, people that share your faith and that's, um, they can be authentic and be yourself. And I just don't feel that sometimes out there you can be that, that self, but in a church, you're relaxed, you know, you're not, um, judged you can be who you are and you know your faults and you know you're accepted for your strength and your weaknesses and who you are and who you genuinely are and i think that's that's where i i think that's precious yeah you know to be authentic yeah just to be yourself yeah absolutely yeah and that's difficult sometimes even 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 within the church it's not it's not always easy is it to let our guards down yeah um, yeah. No, it really isn't. Uh, what, what's our experience in church in general? And in this, we're not mentioning any names or other churches we've been involved in. We want to be honourable. Mm-hmm. Um, but but that authentic relationship, uh, sometimes uh, our experiences of the church hasn't been that. Have you had experienced where where this is this is nice as a value? You know, it's nice to have on the wall, um, but isn't always a reality in person. What's your experience of that? Uh, so. I would say I do feel quite privileged um, doing like, you know, broadcasting work, but it was beforehand, I think it was like the, around the first few years of going, I wasn't kind of doing much. So I kind of feel feel like, is my belonging conditional? Do I have to do something to like have a sense of belonging? So I feel like a lot of people that aren't that aren't doing or taking part or participating in something there could be that feeling of um like must I do something must I put myself forward so that people can notice that I'm here so that so yeah I would say in in the beginning I did have um feelings that's a good question I'm going to put that to you David because you did mention about one of the ways of belonging is actually being on a ministry team and serving on a team um do you think that's necessary to is that a necessary step to belonging? I think there is, to belong, we talked about last week commitment. You said commitment. And um, I think in terms of belonging, you belong to people, like I was saying, as well as you belong to Jesus. And therefore, there's a relationship dynamic there. And so I don't think you can belong without having an intentional relationship with other members of the church family where you're actually growing together to a point where you're being real with one another um i i want to move away from anything of you have to serve because i think that's what some people can hear oh i have to serve to be part of this church or i have to be in a discipleship 
discipleship group to be part of this uh, church. And um, what I want to get is actually know if you've got a relationship with Jesus and you're pursuing all that Jesus has for you and wants for you, then you'll recognize actually Jesus, I believe if it's not us, but it will be with other people. Jesus will be directing you into intentional relationships with other people. And so that's how I'd like it to be seen. And so there's context for that, at least at the moment here at Wellspring Church, it can feel a bit like that, but there's ministry teams where you can serve. Um, But again, there is a purpose behind those teams. So you've got that thing to rally around, but really it's that idea that you're growing in serving. And this is something, uh, if anybody's listening, who's been on like mission trips or a short-term thing or a project to do with church or something, that the level of relationship depth always seems to be so much more than what it ever would have been if you hadn't have done that thing together in such a short space of time. Yeah, recently we had some wellspringers that were cycling from Birmingham all the way down to London and through what, nine or ten punk, I'm not laughing, um, (laughs) punctures and all the agony of all those miles and those kind of, I bet by the end, and you could tell the way that they were relating to each other, even on the, the videos of we're about to set out to the end, they're like leaning on each other. It's like we got through like a band of brothers type thing. There is something about this, isn't there? And I guess it's a case, isn't it, of not having, well, I should, I suppose I should and I must. But actually, if we make the decision to belong, isn't there something that um, actually I want to? (laughs) That's the kind of thing, isn't it? Not, oh, well, to get noticed, but actually, I've made a decision to belong. So guess what? I realize we're in this together. I want to. I was chatting to somebody recently um, who had been on holiday with the other family members. And some family members didn't do any of the food preparation or any of the washing up. So they're in this kind of a self-catering environment. This wasn't my father-in-law, was it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not mentioning names. Oh, so no, because actually you're the opposite of what I'm going to describe. Okay. And that is of two people who did all the preparation of the food and all the washing up. And other members of the family, they they were sat there just kind of drinking and then they were happy to eat, but not even helping with the washing up. It's really interesting, isn't it? You, the, the, we don't want any passive... If you're not really belonging, if you're just sat there passively and everyone else is serving, actually, I think there's something in this. That I, and like you said, the depth of relationship we can have it's amazing what happened, Melvin. I, I think it's 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 about being a team, being a team player, right? You know, you want a team to succeed. You gotta you want to do something for the team with the team. As you said, when you're doing something together, you 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 bond. You share have shared experiences. You come out and you know we did this together. There were highs and lows. There were successes. Like football team, you know, win win together. You lose, you cry together. So <laughs> so yeah, I think it brings people together being part of a team and you just definitely feel more part of it if you do step in and do something. Yeah. And that's a choice. Not because you have to, it's not religion, Hmm. but that's a choice, isn't it? That's quite a powerful thing. Have you got experience of when you've done that? Um, Yeah. I mean, I'm part of a a welcome team at uh, a church and I feel when I'm doing that, I'm serving the community, I'm serving the congregation. I feel being part of it. I feel I've done you know, something to help build the church. Um, And the church, you know, everybody has a role to play. Everybody can do something to build the church. The church, yeah, it's it's God's church, but God wants people to to step in and and 
be uh, be a part of it and not to rely on the next person, the next person to, yeah, I think uh, it makes a difference being part of uh, a team. That's very decent. One of the things, I think even in what you shared there, sometimes our perspective can be a bit skewed, even to what you said when we hear that. It's like, I think some people's approach, you know, maybe even my own at certain points is I'm going to do God a favor. I'm helping him out or more so when you're asking people on rotors, you're doing it to help a friend out. You're doing them a favor. Um, But I believe the heart of God for each and every person is by belonging actually, this is good for you. As in, the reason God invites you to belong to this purpose, into his mission, into Christ's mission, into his family, is because it is genuinely good for you. It's Mm. the best thing for you. And so, I mean, it's a hard thing when people have been hurt or have experienced things in the past. And I'm not saying, I think we all can carry some sort of baggage, but by grace, you know, we don't have to. But when we're not actually doing favors for other people, although you can say that in terms of you want to serve others, but it's actually designed to be good for us and to grow. It is us. good for us. Yeah, yeah very true. Um, just hearing what you said about serving, it just uh, made me think of um, what Pastor Tim said the last sermon about. Um, I forgot his name. Uh, it was the English football team. Oh, Pat Frost, Frost. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so just yeah. the fact that like every contribution ma- matters so much. Like it doesn't matter if it's like out front, like on the front line or behind the scenes, but what God has called us to do individually, like even like, what we bring individually and what we bring together, is just going to be something completely epic. So mm-hmm. the, so what you said about that, I just really loved hearing about what you said about um, being a team and just for the illustration with the English football team. Yeah, Dave, um, you said something there, Dave, which I think is really crucial and might be good to chat about, is that I think sometimes the relationship between pastoral leaders and if you like, the rest of the church, the local church. Sometimes it can feel a bit strained if you've got leaders who are saying, look, we've, you, we want to do this, even if it's, if we, we were talking even in our recent leadership meeting about, well, how soon do we want to go to two services? Well, do we have, an, and then we think, well, actually to do that, we need like 40 volunteers or something for, for one service. So, uh, and we, it's like, we need this from you. Whereas actually, and sometimes filling rotors, anyone listening, imagine you sitting in that chair where everyone wants this to be like this and people are saying no, left, right and send to everyone you call or email. No, I'm busy. No, I'm washing my hair. No, you know, whatever. Not that I ever have that as an excuse, but um, people have all sorts of excuses. It's quite hard. Let's flip it on its head. What if actually this is not about church leaders who want something from you as a them and us thing? What about if this is good for you? We want something, and that is our heart, isn't it, David? And we were chatting as a ministry leaders. Just we want something for everyone, and so we want we want you to belong because it's actually good for you. Um, it's not something from you that we want. Even when we talk about finances, and it's good, David, that you mentioned about the gather, grow, go, and the give, mm-hmm. because it's really, really important that we say we expect everyone who belongs. I would say it's a fair expectation to consider giving proportionately according to kind of a biblical pattern that goes back centuries that's still relevant today, I believe, is that we expect everyone who says they belong on the 26th to not uh, to, to consider rather than ignore the, the prospect of giving proportionally on a regular basis. 
Um, but that's not because we want something, we kind of want something from you. It's actually, we want something for you. We want to provide the best environment, the best kids work and youth work, the best outreach opportunities, the best pastoral leadership we possibly can. So that's kind of for you rather than um, for us. Mary, Murray, any comments on on that? This, What does it do for you to be part of a, a local church like this? Ways of belonging, relationships, growing in Jesus together that we did. Um, to me, I believe that there's a season to belong, mm-hmm. you know, um, to these different groups, ministry teams growing together mm-hmm. and friendships. Mm-hmm. And where do we grow? Like you say, it's belonging to this church and belonging to these different groups. Yeah, yeah well, just one final question before we wrap this up is... Um, what would you say to somebody who maybe, like you said, David earlier, has been hurt, has got some baggage in this area, or is maybe seen some documentary on TV um, that makes it seem like joining a church like ours is like some cult and as if there's some conspiracy? Um, I'm th- let's, let's go, uh, Melvin, maybe you've got friends in your workplace or whatever that might say, what, you want to... Because making a commitment to a local church, is that some weird cult thing? Uh, what's the answer to that? Yeah, it does feel like that because most of the people I do work with are not Christians. And they they would think, oh, you know, committing to a church, you say, being part of a church, uh, giving to a church, contributing to church, serving or whatever. It's a bit unusual in <laughs> the context. Yeah, yeah. So, but I do, I do let them know that I go to a church and I'm being I'm part of one and uh, part of a community. And uh, yeah, um, they learn more about me and I, I sincerely hope that through not my words, but my actions that somehow they know that this is what Jesus is about. This is what, you know, belonging to a church or believing in Jesus is about. So yeah, I hope that comes across. Yeah. What about you, Elsie? What is someone, someone asked you, maybe even someone who's had some experience of church, and maybe been stung or disappointed. What what advice would you give someone? Well, one thing I would say is that humans we we can't help it. <laughs> we, we mess up. Yes. But what what's important is just looking at the essence of who Christ is for ourselves, and to to attempt to just make that decision for yourself because no one is really forcing you to stay or to leave. It's down to your decision and even how you see Christ for yourself is, mm. is, is really your decision. And the thing is about joining a church and, you know, the membership of being a cult, like, well, think about it, then every other organization could be seen as a cult then. Because like, let's say you're a member of a political party is, you know, you'd be donating frequently, maybe yearly or monthly. And there is going to be that kind of commitment that you have. So really and truly, what makes us different, however, it's that it's we're joining some kind of, I don't know to call it institution. I don't know if that's the right word, but the fact that it it talks about eternal life, that that is something deeper than just joining and, you know, chatting to people whatsoever. But we're all in, we're in one accord, as ACT says, and that we're just looking, we're looking upward. We're looking at something just beyond like earthly things. So yeah, what I'd say is, um, you know, like f- forgiveness, it's, you know, something that, you know, that is imperative. Well, imperative, that seems a bit hard. Like, you must forgive. <laughs> but well, it, that's what Jesus said. <laughs> if you want to be forgiven, true. then uh, you need to forgive, yeah. It, it's true, because like, bitterness doesn't really help. 
Like it's it's um, as Yeti said, um, watching a sermon that she done um, early this year, talking it's like drinking some sort of poison. So it's like just fair enough if you've been hurt. It's it's first natural. Like let you know, just vomit all of that hurt out. That's really good. I th- I think if you're listening to this and you do have those questions and maybe you've got some of that um, just bitterness or hardness. Um, and you're listening to this, then, um, and maybe that's why you're listening to this, because you really consider this, it, you look with a lens of some of that pain. I, I think I, with uh, David and I and, and Helen and Magdi, the rest of the SLT actually would want to say, uh, we know it's painful. Um, and a couple of weeks ago, I talked about this being an invitation to inc- inconvenience, agony, sacrifice and commitment. It's not going to be easy. Um, but this is actually a good opportunity for you to find some fresh grace, perhaps, um, and to forgive. Um, and if you need more time, uh, then there is plenty of time. So whilst we're saying on the 26th of September, in just a few days time, we're going to be able to gather together, have a big meal, and we're going to do a prophetic thing um, together. And we're going to pray together. We're going to think about the story of our history as well as we look to the future. Uh, if you're on that day and you think, well, I'm not quite ready to make that commitment, do you know it's okay? It's really all right. There is freedom, and it's not a once. It's not. It's not like a sale that's on one day, and then all of a sudden, then the doors close. No, actually, if you need more time, there'll be other opportunities going forward um, for you to make this kind of commitment and uh, and to choose to belong, and then the, perhaps the feeling of belonging will come after we've made the choice. Um, any any final comments, David, or anyone else? Just <laughs> yeah. My- Again, just my my pastor's heart for those of you out there who have been hurt or, yeah, who have been hurt, maybe not by us, but in churches before and things. I just really want to encourage you that this is a fresh start and we are committed to doing our best to help you. None of us as leaders ever have the intention to hurt you or make life tough. But our intention is for you to grow, to become all that Jesus has called you to be. And so all we we intend to do is point you to Jesus. And we just pray and hope that you will obey whatever he has for you for this season and seasons ahead. And uh, if we get the, the joint privilege of serving you and being family members together, well, that's all more we want to glorify God for. But hey, uh, there is peace and we want to just pray peace over you if you have experienced those pains and you're still in a sense of struggling or carrying burden. That is not the Lord's heart for you. Please go to Jesus and let Jesus set you free of those things. He can and will do it. Yeah, that's great. And then maybe in a minute, um, Mara, you could uh, pray a blessing over us um, in that area. Hey, any final thoughts um, for anyone? Just to add on that, I mean, uh, no church is perfect. Um, church are made of people, you know, pastor leaders, um, normal church people who go to church are, are imperfect, but that's why we need Jesus, right? So I think... <laughs> yeah. You know, not to expect perfectness, uh, perfection, but rather come and know that you experience um, uh, God's work, God in work, and look at the kind of bigger picture, not a single person, not a single event, but look at what's the, why the church hard, what they've done, you know, in the community, I think. Thank you so much, Melvin. Just want to um, outline one or two things and we can uh, wrap this up and we can carry on with the rest of our days. Um, just want to say that 
um, there will be, uh, if you're thinking, well, what do I do now? What's going to happen? Well, uh, what is going to happen is that for all those that want to make this choice at this time, either to make a new commitment uh, to belong or actually to make a recommitment, which it will be for many people, um, then come along. If you can physically come along uh, to the Wellspring, we're going to make room for as many people as we can. We're putting some marquees um, out the side of the Wellspring, so there should be plenty of room for as many people as we can. Uh, there's going to be some food provided um, and some people are kind of want to bring some food along as well. Uh, we're going to have a big party basically. Wear the most colourful clothes that you can uh, if you have kind of ethnic dress or whatever from a culture that you enjoy or, or that's part of your background then uh, just let's, let's just have a big party and uh, and celebrate. Um, in terms of the actual choice, um, it is actually to make a commitment on a regular basis to gather. Um, and if you can't physically gather, you can do that online. And I do want to say there'll be an opportunity for you to respond, even if you can't be in the Wellspring on the 26th. Um, we'll be able to interact with you and you can take part in this thing. We've got a fantastic team um, that are going to be running um, all of that as well. And I would finally want to say that because we're not going to make a big deal about this, is that you have if you haven't already considered giving on a regular basis to this church family, then now's a good time actually to start that. Um, but make sure you pray about that first to make sure that's a decision that you're not making under pressure, um, but on a cheerful um, basis in a cheerful way. Okay, thank you so much uh, for joining us. Okay, Mari, do you want to, let's pray a blessing over us and uh, over all those that are listening. Thank you. Yes, Lord, we come and we pray your love mm -hmm. over the people your peace, Jesus, and the fellowship that we have with our Holy Spirit be with us all and remain with us all until we meet one day with our Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 amen.